right. Um, hey Shane. Hey Johnny, how are you? Good. Um, Great to be here with you. Yeah, no, it's yeah. all good. It's all Beautiful good today. Beautiful IMS offices. Beautiful. Yeah. We're, um, we're, yeah, we're nearly a year and two months now in this, um, so a bit of a big change from the last office. We were, yeah. we were, uh, we were out in Innovation Works, Castroy, and, uh, you know, got too, got too small. Uh, great place to start up because lots of, uh, lots of innovation, I suppose, um, but... Um, hustle and bustle around the place. Hustle and bustle, yeah. but, you know, we're kind of committed here now for, we've, uh, mm. we've taken out a... Uh, for a ten-year lease here, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of grow our business here now. Yeah. So, um, so down on the Dock Road, Ashburn Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, down in the down in the the Midwest. Uh, yeah. Proud from proud proud company from Limerick. So, uh, no, it's it's great, great to ha- great to have you here, and yeah. and and. Um, well, I think the two of us have a have a good history in the internet in, in Limerick and business in Limerick anyway, going back a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for the, longer than I want to, I care to remember, to be honest. I mean, there's been a lot, uh, I mean, you know, certainly the early days back in 1995, it was a, it's a very different scene uh, than what it is today. Um, you know, mm. I think it's, uh, we kind of forget how, how, uh, how reliant we are on the internet in general mm. now. Uh, back then, it was more, you know, if you were in college or you needed something or you you like to chat to people on IRC chat and probably many mm. of the listeners don't even know what IRC chat is, but uh, um, yeah, that was that was the thing at the time, you know, people yeah. were, uh, you could you could run your internet on 128k and people thought that was amazingly fast. Yeah, dual channelized, yeah, and so you, were, you probably had the first internet cafe here in Limerick, didn't you? Yeah, I think we were we were, we were uh, f- uh, second cafe actually in the country. It was a friend mm-hmm. of mine um, beat me to it in uh, by about two weeks in in Dublin in Temple Bar, Siberia. But uh, yeah, we had Webster's Internet Cafe in Thomas Street. Yeah. Uh, but we we did have a drinks license in our uh, in our Internet Cafe and used to. Um, uh, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We did. Um, so it was a uh, it was quite. A, a, I suppose it was innovative in that regard, but um, yeah, people would would uh, pass by and kind of ask questions. What's an internet cafe? What does it do? Um, mm-hmm. We used to give away a free Hotmail account with uh, with every five year, pounds worth of it was pounds at the time, five pounds worth of internet, and people would ask, "Well, what's a Hotmail account?" So that was uh, kind people of people didn't strange. have email back then. It was it was brand new to the scene. Absolutely, really, it was, uh, it, it's it's incredible when you think you know that uh, people would come in and were amazed that you take them to a website like the White House and they would say, "Well, it was that really the White House?" And it was this sort of amazement and sort of innocence yeah. around the whole thing. But uh, of course, mm-hmm. I mean, your business has gone from I mean, you guys were the really the 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 company and still are the company to go to for 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 email um, and domains. Um, but uh, you know that's been, you know, was really kind of straight off the mark with e live at the day on that. Back yeah, then. I suppose that when when you started out, it was you had the traditional companies doing the dial up, which were like the IOL, Aircom.net at the time, uh, well Telecom Aaron actually at the time because they used to give out the at tinet.ie email addresses. You probably remember those, and then mm. Indigo came along as well, and. Um, I think pretty soon after we started up Ocean, do you remember OceanFree.net right, was there yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. So they all started up, well, well they were all there from kind of, I think was IOL around 94 that started up, was it? 93, yeah, 94, it I think it came out to the same. Probably yeah. around there, you know. So uh, from my point of view, it was seeing a gap in the market in the hosting side of things. Mm. And 
even though we did provide dial-up as well, our, our first step into it was really just the, the providing the hosting and us providing dial-up and consequently the ISDN dial-up was, I suppose, just out of demand from customers because they wanted the all-in-one package. They didn't want to have to do dial-up through one company and hosting and email to another. So they just wanted us to do dial-up for them. So um, we put in the infrastructure for that as well. So we were kind of competing with the big boys on the dial-up, but I never really saw that as, it, 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 it wasn't a moneymaker really. Mm. It was just an add-on service to the hosting side of things mm. that we were doing. And we were doing, we were probably the first in the country to start doing the full e-commerce development. Mm. So there was no one at the time. And that, that's kind of where eLife grew out of was the customers that I was going around to at the time telling me they wanted e-commerce, they wanted e-commerce. And that's why we started. So it was actually doing the program in that. And I know uh, my first customer was Stockbite, Jerry Canelli, and I know we were the first people in the country to set up full e-commerce with credit card payment. There was no other Irish company at the time that, was, that had actually got it end to end, as in online actual payments. There was companies set up when they were basically a form that you put in your credit card number into the form which would come in as an email to the person inside who was then typing right. it into a terminal. Right. But this was the first one and we did that with through WorldPay as well actually. So we became WorldPay partners at the time. And um, that was that was the start of it really. That was, yeah, yeah. that was the start of it. And well, yeah, I suppose it's spotting a gap in the market. I mean we were we, we evolved from the internet cafe scene to kind of doing company support and network support and various things. But uh, you know, internet cafes then kind of changed tack, particularly when smartphones came along and people could have much faster internet in their pockets. Yeah. They already knew what the internet you know, but it it you know that then meant that people were pivoting into the the the, the, the using a smartphone and uh, yeah. the version the first app broadband was, changed everything as well really because for us as well broadband like the, the dial up market kind of just died to death the very mm. second broadband came in really yeah and we could see the minutes falling every month as well so I presume when people had the speed at home that they were typically getting in like people came to internet cafes either because they didn't have the PC at home or that they didn't have the, the speed. Yeah. So they were doing it on a normal dial-up, whereas if they came into your place, they had much faster speeds right. for doing, right. whether it was research, whether it was students looking up stuff, whether it was downloading some bit of information, yeah. it was much faster. Yeah. And broadband kind of changed the game that way, I suppose. Really, so well, you it's, it's, it's kind of having the perspective of how fast. I think our top speed was 128K, and, and that was between seven or eight. I think we had 14 computers actually in the building. But, uh, yeah. like, uh, you know, so it, when I think back, you know, it, it's hardly spectacular, but at the time it was. And it was, yeah. So I suppose we're, we, we, we went into the company networks and support there, but uh, some of our customers were... were um, uh, were student complexes and uh, they were part of that whole boom and there was a tax break uh, driving the student complex, the section 50 student complexes and uh, part of that you had to provide 64k per 30 students and that was the standard uh, bit written into the condition to actually get the tax break and that was something which uh, you know somebody approached me and said well could we do this? Uh, you know, what's it about? How do we connect this up? And we, we said, oh yeah, it's kind of like an internet cafe in a way, you know, and uh, so we had a broader up, scale. Yeah. So you're going so for your fractional primary or full primary ISDN 
Well, it was yeah, but we mm. were in DSL land at this stage, and we were oh, in okay. lease line land. It was yeah. it had moved, um, you know, that direction. Um, so you know, we, we ended up doing putting in student complexes, and and again, the technology that was required was needed to be quite robust. It needed to be able to handle a relatively large number of simultaneous connections, and of course, your students, which are love to, uh, you know, try and figure out how they can get things for free and how to uh, yeah. get into into networks and. That's uh, you know I was one of those students so we were we were up for that to, to you know we had our, our countermeasures etc but mm. ultimately um, that market then moved towards uh, for us moved into um, multi dwelling unit uh, apartment complexes um, and extending the technology from the student complexes into those um, we became the largest off campus student. Uh, student accommodation provider for technology in the country and ultimately um, you know we were in the middle now of boom time Ireland and construction mm. and um, this uh, meant that you know we were we were using the skills that we had in the original in the, the student complexes and we evolved towards into hospitality and we had uh, working in hotels and, and hotels saw the internet as the business user, the connection with the dial-up or the connection with the Wi-Fi, but it's in the lobby only. Um, mm. And it was changing at that stage towards providing internet in the bedrooms and in other areas around the hotels. Um, and then all of a shot, the bust happened and everything stopped, you know, and we were left with well, you know, what do we do? And and um, at that stage, we were so heavily connected to the construction industry, the only options we had was to go to the UK. And we went there, and of course, nothing really slowed down in the UK. We started working with properties there, um, yeah. and a lot of the properties that were owned by Irish companies now had been sold off to other companies, like were for venture capital or, for, yeah. you know, um, companies in the Middle East had taken up properties. And we were kind of became connected with them and ultimately grew with them and followed them around the Europe um, and uh, building hotels and connecting them up and um, ultimately as time moved on um, we uh, Ireland's recovery was happening as well at the same time and uh, we saw new hotels coming back into into construction here and uh, so it had a portfolio across um, I think we're with Germany and Switzerland, Italy, um, um, France, and the UK, and that so obviously fed back good too, because some of those companies probably came and invested in in Ireland for the hotel industry anyway. So yeah, you yeah. had the contacts there already to get in. Definitely, I mean people, the yeah. chains were you know there was quite a there's some new chains on the market that didn't exist back then that have been uh, you know have been growing and um, yeah so so I mean our prop. Our really our offering in IMS has now uh, is a full turnkey solution offering uh, from TV to Wi-Fi to the uh, to broadband connections um, telephony um, and all the services that are facing guests and what we do is we wrap it into a managed service so we can uh, we charge the, the client a monthly fee and everything's taken care of for that mm. so that was quite I, I thought it was it was reasonably good timing insofar that people are used to uh, paying a fee for a service for example Netflix or paying a yeah. fee for Spotify and this uh, uh, pay as you you know pay pay as you go service or, or um, mm. uh, was something that that more and more properties were, were interested in, and particularly because the technology was becoming more and more advanced and more uh, complex for and more 
in demand, gone are the days of it from yeah. the business user, it's now very much the recreational user, it's the family of four would have yeah. six devices, for example. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the media consumption just exploded, really, in the, last, in the last 10 years, really, media consumption yeah. has just gone through the roof. So Absolutely. that's what your system is now in, in the hotels, it's really when you go in, whether it's yeah. connecting your device to the Wi-Fi or what you're seeing on screen, yeah, that's what you're so powering. We've we've been been busy with that, and um, of course, you know, uh, right up to recent times, um, a lot of our, uh, you know, we're 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 really kind of focusing quite a lot on the on the service department sector, which is basically hotel rooms with kitchens, and these properties are are, uh, you know, quite new in terms of you know that concept of having a longer stay. Um, it's mm. not uh, it's not an apartment, but more of a serviced uh, hotel room with which has a yeah. has a longer tenancy. And again, very specific requirements that these these guests need. They generally bring their Xboxes. They generally have other requirements. Their speakers and yeah. things like that, which you wouldn't necessarily have in a hotel. So, so IMS is has uh, kind of pivoted into different different areas, and of course. You know, right now there are you know newer challenges and new challenges coming down the track in terms of uh, right up to current state days, the current day, which is you know that we're 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 seeing a shockwave now coming into the market where you know people are are uh, you know travel is 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 reducing, um, particularly with uh, with the, uh, the 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 issues around the the COVID nineteen virus and. <clears throat> So this is uh, again presenting new challenges for right. for the market. Um, we are very much uh, interested in helping uh, clients through technology to to uh, you know to get back on their feet and to uh, to help um, the hospitality sector really to to uh, find its way in, in in the challenges over the next couple of months. This will this will of course pass, um, but it's what the landscape looks like into yeah. the future. Well, even even though the current mm -hmm. system will pass, then. Like a lot of the companies, and I presume outside, just even outside of the hospitality industry, there's going to be a lot of people who want to get this set up for to be able to plan ahead for any kind of situation that might arise like this, whether it's physical or whether it's medical, anything that they they can have their staff easily working remotely, and also by using the technology that's there now for your video conferencing, etc. That that they now can look at cost savings maybe and maybe not reduce the need for travel really. No, absolutely, Shani. I mean, there's, there's, uh, there, there is, you know, now we, because of pretty much broadband is, is you know, it's in all the major cities. It's all yeah. over. You know, I know there are parts of the country that don't, don't have broadband, but by and large, you can get a reasonable speed. Technology such as uh, the video conferencing technologies like 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 Teams or Zoom, you know, have come on in so in in hugely in the last couple of years, uh, last two years really, um, become far more stable, uh, a lot more um, you know higher quality, yeah. uh, easier to use. Uh, we call them CEO proof because usually the CEO is the the one that that struggles the most in, in with this stuff it. and breaks it and needs yeah. the IT department. I mean, it has to work from a, a, yeah. a simplicity point of view, but yeah, absolutely. This mm. is something where it's all about now lowering the carbon footprint, lowering the amount of cost yeah. that's uh, for people from travel. And of course, employees now these days are are, are looking for a, a place that gives them flexibility, it gives employers that, are, that have offer flexibility in their employment, 
um, is more attractive to talent that's out mm. there, and this talent is is uh, is actively seeking out yeah. those employees. So it's it's a really interesting time because we've now seen a situation where travel is being curtailed, but yet video conferencing and tools such as the Teams and, video and Zoom, etc., yeah. are are becoming available. Mm. So I mean, as part of you know simple things that you can do is uh, you know you can go ahead and get a 30-day free license with Zoom, install it on your computer, and your your staff can have free licenses and jump mm. on and, and, and participate in a 24-hour video call where yeah. you know, you're know you not on the call all the time, but it's just in the background. So mm. even though all the staff are now dotted around in, yeah. in their homes, they're as if they're in the open plan office. Yeah, well, you, may, you even said it there a while ago about the, the, the once the mobile phones came along, the smartphones came along, and it has made it so easy before video conferencing usually meant that you had to have your PC, you had to have your camera, you had to have everything set up. So now people can just on their phone, no matter where they are, can just join in on the video conferencing and join the the large screen that's in the office and ad hoc come in and go out. They can share their the whiteboard, they can share content, they can share as as you demoed to me earlier on, somebody could be on site doing a job and it could be a, a highly technical job a highly skilled job with something in front of them and can share a photo of whatever the issue is there in front of them um, so it could be a technician and have a team of people back in the office that's right what that is that's right i mean it's it's that visual alignment mm. you know which is very different to a phone call you know so when yeah. you're on the phone call you're trying to describe the problem and it just takes it to a different level when yeah. you are able to show a photograph show a picture annotate collaborate multiple people at the same time record the yeah. meeting share the meeting these are just things that we we don't use or aren't available in 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 a standard traditional phone call yeah. um, which are in the video conference and again if you're working on a budget working on a spreadsheet working on as you say a, a, a technical issue a, a picture or mm -hmm. anything like that video conferencing just pulls away now of course it never replaces the face-to-face -face, no. but it is just a tool it is something that it fills a gap between you know the the, the situation where we may not be able to work face-to-face -face mm. in an office environment because of uh, maybe somebody you know has 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 become down with the with a with with a, with a virus or something mm. like that um, and to the other extreme which is that people working at home um, and the isolation that that brings uh, you know technology closes that gap yeah. uh, you know use the technology for social reasons you know uh, that you're 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 leaving the call running in the background um, so that people are interacting yeah. and of course there is a, a skill set to be learned in terms of the discipline to work yeah. from work from home. Well, actually the, the isolation part of, of remote working of people working from home it has been identified as one of the big issues and it's something that hmm. both staff and managers need to be aware of. Managers need to be aware to actually regularly communicate with all, all staff so that people don't feel left out because people can feel as though they, they just feel unimportant mm -hmm. because if they don't do something or if their work rate goes down, no one's noticed. Yeah. So they feel as though, well, maybe I'm not important enough anyway. That's right. So it's very important that people keep communicating and what you said earlier on about even just setting up the video call and just everybody working away, they don't have to be chatting, but it would be something like in a normal office where people could be still working away, but then they might comment on something they hear on the radio or comment about something and chat while they're still doing their work. Absolutely. So you do, your, your visual attention doesn't have to be to the camera, to the person that's at the other end. 
it can just be that you're chatting away to that person. Absolutely. And, and of course, and you can press the mute button when you yeah. need the privacy if you want to Correct. go to the, you know. Yeah. But all of those things, and I don't think there's going to be like one or the other, you know, mm. working in the office or working at home. I think that the technology allows you to experience both environments. So mm. you actually work where you want to work, how you want to work, when you want to work. And of course, there's a trust factor coming through from employers. Yeah. My, my argument, and we are an employer, uh, is that, you know, by, by adapting this and trusting employees, you, you effectively are uh, attractive to the, to the right talent. People yeah. are seeing the, this type of, a, of employer as a preferred employer rather than someone say well you better be in here at nine o'clock and you're out at yeah. eight or, you know at five mm -hmm. and and it's like a clock watch a clock time sort of event mm -hmm. i think those days have passed you know and, and i, yes, I know the employees are, are much more aware now of their quality of life absolutely they, they want to have that absolutely. quality of life so flexibility is the big thing yeah. for a lot of people nowadays i mean of course there are sectors that don't uh, that can't uh, use video conferencing. Like for example, no. somebody working in a restaurant, you know, yeah. they, they they're physically have to be there and they're, they're, that's part of it. Someone working in a, in a manufacturing role or a job mm. like that. But there are uh, lots and lots of, uh, of jobs, and particularly in the services, um, you know, yeah. and the, the, the consultancy, accounting, solicitors, that type of thing, where video conferencing is something that can solve problems. And again, you know, as I say, it's not one or the other, it's a flexibility, and uh, there are some very low cost ways to do it now, and uh, very reliable yeah. ways. Mm. Very good. So, I mean, you know, to the future, we're, you know, it's certainly, um, um, you know, it's exciting times. It's, it's certainly interesting to see uh, the new challenges that are coming, uh, coming down the track, uh, challenges that I'm sure a lot of companies uh, didn't expect, weren't yeah. expecting. Um, but you know this stuff is temporary. It's a uh, it's a journey, and um, there are. Uh, I think I'm a firm believer that out of every challenge, there are opportunities. Uh, opportunities mm -hmm. for companies to embrace new ways of doing things, new ch yeah. new techniques. Uh, we come back out stronger, better, and uh, sure, it'll it'll be it'll be tough on on on, on it is tough on several. Uh, companies out there right now um, on several sectors and the you know particularly in mm. the hospitality is is really uh, you know yeah, with it's the a major one it's a major and the airlines yeah. Um, yeah. you know but uh, on the on the other side of that coin is that uh, you know I think there'll be um, I'm hoping really you know would be a massive promoter that we've we've got that you know I, I think this year is going to be a, a boom time for staycations I think people were going to stay yeah. you know in Ireland um, you know um, and and I would highly encourage that that people get out there and support the the, the, in, the businesses and yeah. the industry that's out there uh, you know we throw on the green jersey and uh, and, mm. and um, you support know local. and support local yeah. exactly because I mean, they're going to need it they're going to need it absolutely yeah you know, absolutely they need our local population to get out there now I mean you guys have moved towards a, 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 a branding and a, and a, and a web development technology mm. I mean is that is yeah, that how is that working out for you guys now uh, it's working out quite well. It's still early days for us, really. As I say, well, traditionally we've just been in the the hosting and and kind of software side of things. But now going into the design and branding, it's it's a new step forward for us. Um, it's I suppose it's the, the the hosting side of business is quite mature at this stage now. So we've been looking for new areas to get into, and this was kind of the logical area. And and so far our clients are embraced it quite well because they do like the fact that they can deal with 
one company to handle all their issues in, in a certain area and like we've even taken on print design as well and right. um, that's because that's a fairly good growing area for us so it's early days but so far it's it's going good we can't complain fantastic yeah. fantastic I mean we're mm. you know um, as I say we're we're uh, we're 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 suggesting to customers as well these days that uh, you know that for very little um, investment they they are able to um, to to engage with certain technology there's lots of free software out there uh, mm -hmm. you know that you you know there are products as well such as uh, the, the 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 video conference the all-in-one screens that are manufactured from companies like d10 and um, uh, and also the Logitech range, um, and of course Philips are launching uh, a, a new range of, of, of uh, interactive touchscreen TVs, mm. and you know all of those things. You don't need to go out and buy all this expensive hardware. Of course, for certain companies where they've got group meetings or they've got boardrooms, they need to get connected. Uh, you know, it's the perfect choice for it. Yeah. But uh, but just getting up and running straight away, you know, I would just uh, go out and get a get a one of the um, products such as Zoom. Take up one license, and, yeah. and and everybody else then is on free, and they can mm. you know and, and and effectively it's a great backup plan. So in the event that you know for some reason you people can't come into their office, uh, you know somebody is uh, you know someone has come down with the with the flu, they can't can't come in. Um, you know you can immediately switch to a pretty low cost solution which allows yeah. everybody to continue work of course you'd have to have your other systems such as your your online uh, your online data and your your various mm -hmm. systems that you would have in the office but it's a good um, it's good time now to test these and get the get make sure everything works and, yeah. and um, it's um, I think that's uh, that's probably the the most prudent thing to do at this stage. And um, look, in the next couple of months, this is going to pass. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's. it's well, at least people are ready then for if they test it now, and if it if it gets them through the issues, the the pressing issues that are there now. As you said earlier on, they'll find new ways of doing things. They'll find new ways of yeah. actually the stuff they might not have considered. They're being yeah. forced into it now, unfortunately, but. Sometimes, as you say, coming out of it, you'll you come out stronger, yeah, you come out stronger, and you'll you find know. better ways of doing things, things you might not yeah. have considered before. I mean, we've yeah. seen the beast of the east, you know, coming in there yeah. a while back. We've had, you know, SARS in the past, the MERS. Mm. We've had now COVID nineteen, yeah. like a range of different threats that are there, and uh, you know, who knows what's coming down the track. So, yeah. absolutely, these are mm. uh, they're tough lessons. They're tough lessons mm. for companies that are that haven't, uh, you know, that that are going to that. Are, it's very challenging, but uh, you know you do come out stronger. You do yeah. come out better, and uh, it sets up a, a, a more robust economy as well. Um, I think uh, you know we're it's not sustainable what we're doing with uh, with with the, the the waste and the burn of fuel and the the, the waste in society in general. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that that uh, you know these technologies also um, lowers the cost, uh, the carbon yeah. footprint for individuals. Uh, you know it's it's never been more expensive to. To have a, a desk and a and a and, and a and a and a city center office space. I mean, yeah. when we don't always need that, and mm. of course, you know, the, the 
the, the talent, which we talked about a minute ago, um, the talent that's out there for us would be probably around 20 kilometers radius from our office. Um, and if, if somebody doesn't work in that area, they're going to be, it's nearly kind of beyond their commute range, you know, right. and, and it's a distance. But of course, when you're into remote working, um, you can attract the talent from the entire world. There is somebody can go and apply for a job for your company and be based in Manchester, or based in Paris, based in Germany, or even in the US. Um, sure, there'd be a time a time zone difference, but um, you know, not too bad. But that can that can help some companies where previously, Absolutely. if they've been if they have been a, a nine to five company, yeah. they can now consider also being a, a three to eight or nine in the evening company as well, Absolutely. and and extending their hours that they're giving to people. And it's I think really it's down to breaking old habits. I think so. Yeah. I think so. And look, these are new challenges. People are sort of going, mm. oh my God, I couldn't imagine having half my workforce in another country. But yeah. do you know what? It's time to imagine it. You, it's time yeah. to imagine it. And we, yeah. we have the technology. Uh, the technology is widely used. Um, but, you know, why would we limit ourselves to 20 kilometers around our company to recruit the talent? Like, yeah. there's some great talent within that 20 kilometers. But there is also, you know, I think it's even more potential to be able to look at the talent that's 50, 100, 200, 300 kilometers away and be able to work with them, be part of the team, be part mm. of that social family and that culture in the company, mm. uh, which is just so important as well. So, and look, this stuff is, is uh, you know, is, is, is very new. Um, but there is uh, very, you know, a lot of companies that have tested this, uh, such as, I mean, there's thousands of Google employees that work abroad. And again, I know it's yeah. not fit for every industry, but there's a lot of companies out there that are still very conservative, very um, standard thinking. And really, it's time to kind of break that mold a bit and to yeah. look at, well, we don't have the choice now. We have to look at the, the for business continuity, for continuity of skills and stuff. And of course, it, it pushes that uh, a re-education as well because people where they're saying, well, I'm, I'm in a job and I'm, I'm on that job nine to five and I'm happy with that and I'm not prepared to adjust. Well, you know, unless you grow in that area and unless you move and you re-educate, life is constant re-education. Um, well, there's others that are, are, are looking yeah. at those roles too. And that's yeah. uh, that not a threat, but it is a challenge. It's, uh, it's something which is now becoming part of, of, of uh, the, the yeah. new the culture of work from this point, yeah. you know, from now on. And if, so if an employee is looking at a new job and they say, well, these 10 people will give me what I want and the, the freedom that I want and the flexibility, and these other few over here won't, then they're not going to come working for those companies anyway. Yeah. So, really, so yeah. you, have to, you have to embrace it and get out there so that you're part of the people who, who are going to attract those employees. Yeah, I mean, particularly when you look back over in the past, there was a large amount of the, the, the world's population worked in the farms and the rural mm. environments back in, and it was very much of farming, agricultural uh, uh, yeah. roles. That then industrialized and went to the cities, and huge mm. amounts of people moved from cities all over the world, or into cities all around the world. And you saw the industrialization of, the, of London and Paris yeah. and, and the big cities popping up. Um, the, the next industries moving into uh, cleaner, cleaner industries um, away from the sort of the belching smoke, the coal-fired stuff, and in towards more cleaner, cleaner. But again, very much city-focused. Yeah. Um, and I think actually we've come a full circle. People now are starting to pivot back into the countryside. And yeah. of course, you need technology, you need the internet. Yeah. And it's not saying it's an R one or the other. But I, I think it's an interesting sort of uh, circle that we've come. That you know that people can live 
in places that are beautiful, uh, that are you know small community, that are that are that are personal, etc. Not saying that cities aren't, of course, but but um, there is a uh, well, the people who want that country lifestyle. Should we say. They have that choice. Yeah. They have the choice, yeah. and you know I suppose where before before technology was available uh, like this, uh, they. They couldn't. That no, was it. You no. you could only work you where move, you... You moved to the city or right. you didn't and that that's was right. it and you couldn't get the that's job right. you wanted. Now you can get the job you want and yeah. stay or move to yeah. the rural area and enjoy that lifestyle. So it gives people the freedom of choice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Shani, it was a pleasure to chat yes. with you. It's always good to enjoy yeah. our chats about the, the way of the world and how things are, are progressing. Um, as I say, it's, uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll have plenty more in the future. Indeed. Enjoy Thank you very much, Thank you, Shani. Right. Talk to you soon.